0: This is Internet Marketing. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 167 of Internet Marketing, brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. I am joined by Mr. Kelvin Newman. Hello, Andy White. Uh, Kelvin, um,. I know that Brighton SEO was a fantastic success And uh, tell us a bit about some of the things that were mentioned Yeah,
1: well, I mean, me and Andy have both had a busy couple of weeks Andy's run a marathon, so give Andy a round of applause for running his marathon as well Well done, Andy 4.48 Yeah, nice That's four
0: hours, 48 minutes, not four minutes, 48 seconds I was going to say, or 48 hours,
1: that would have been a real slow one Started off far too fast, paid the price at the end Exactly what I did when I did the Prague marathon So I did a two-hour half for the first half. That was half. me, I did a yeah, two-hour, yeah. two-minute half. Yeah, and then a, um, f- I did mine in f- 4.40, so mm. I did a two forty second half, so yeah. It's oh, a, you did better than me then. Yeah, I would only, only a few minutes, but yeah, I did exactly what you, what you said there, where it was that kind of like <laughs> I run round in, in oh, record time. God, I was
0: so puffed out at the end, I couldn't even raise my hands in victory. I just like, shuffled over the line. Uh, I drank a lot of beer, was
1: my What, my running the No, 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 afterwards, in terms okay. of... It was definitely a recovery drink. Um, and, yeah, I've also been pretty busy with kind of the Brighton SEO event. So you'll you'll already, if you're a regular listener, know about this. It's a biannual event that we host in Brighton. Um, and this one was the biggest one we've ever done yet. I mean, it, we moved on to the Brighton Dome um, which if you're familiar with Brighton is a pretty big venue um, we had room for a thousand people um, and the ticket sold out in 13 minutes it was absolutely crazy that's um, one three, thirteen. 13 yeah. yeah so it's a free event but yeah it seems very very popular but I just wanted to share for some of you who perhaps wouldn't have been able to make it long because you're in other countries and stuff like that um, some of the takeaways that kind of were the, the key messages that kind of I took from the day um, and from the programme that we put together so it was a really interesting exciting day lots of people talking about search it was opened up um, By a panel discussion um, between um, Pierre Farr from Google, who's one of their webmaster tools analysts, one of the few people from Google who'll ever go on the record about anything, Um, Dave Coplin from Bing, who is their director of search and has another, I think he's like chief envisioning officer or something like that as well, which is a little bit... um, but what he's really involved in is kind of trying to share the vision that Microsoft have for Bing with the search community and a couple of um, search professionals as well. So Rishi uh, Lakhani, um and um, Martin MacDonald from Expedia. And it was um, chaired by Tony Goldstone um, from Fresh Egg. Um, and one of the things that was really interesting about that discussion that developed there was the kind of... Um, perception um, and we talked in a kind of previous episode about Google Panda that sorry Google Penguin which was starting to roll out as Brighton SEO was taking place Um, and also about issues like not provided now we've not really talked about that on the podcast particularly but essentially um, a couple of months ago Google took away um, well they automatically switched to the HTTPS version of their site so a secure version of their site which kind of they presented as for privacy reasons um which you know there's there's an argument that that was the case um it's it's debatable a lot of people don't believe that argument but that's the argument that google have put forth um, um and what that does is that means in google analytics whereas we came through on natural search you knew which keyword they'd come from Um, That was, Mm. you know, transferred across to Google Analytics. Um, That wasn't, um, you know, doesn't anymore where it's not set. So a chunk of your keyword data has now gone missing. Now, of course, the search industry are hugely upset about this because, um, you know, that's kind of how they work out where they've been successful or work out what keywords are sending traffic that their website doesn't perform well for so they can then improve it. Um, there wasn't kind of really a convincing argument there, but it was a really interesting experience to try and see how Google justified that, how Bing talked about it as well. And I think generally the assumption is is that, you know, it's their playground. We need to play by their rules. Um, and actually what perhaps... I think the kind of underlying message that I took from that session was is that you can argue with these things, you can get yourself all kind of cross and upset about it, but sometimes it's just, it's their rules, it's their playground, we kind of have to play by their way of doing things. And actually, what you ought to be trying to do is trying to understand how they think about things so you can anticipate this stuff beforehand. Um, and that was kind of my key takeaway from that that particular panel.
0: Was the general audience consensus on that sort of feeling did you, I, think did you feel? was, I
1: think people liked the chance to kind of speak their mind and give the engines a bit of stick which is kind of I suppose a bit cathartic but it was from my opinion it was a little bit sad that we had these kind of two great um, search engine palaces there and much of the debate was discussing kind of ethics and you know that type of kind of, I suppose, some of the political issues around search rather than actually using that to take advantage to ask questions about some of the new developments that have come out about things like hreflang and um, you know some of the microformat type stuff, which was clearly another key takeaway. One of the, the t- two of the most successful presentations on the day um, was one was Philip Sheldrake, who was talking about um, the semantic web and the Internet of Things. Um, that went down very well, and he was kind of talking about the future of how structured data Um, will really kind of influence the way that the internet develops because if we think that there's more and more people going online every day, every year, um, there's more and more Mm. things going online. So you're kind of having, you know, I suppose the best example of this, I think, um, was where, um, you know, so have you seen the Tower Bridge Twitter account that would tell you when it was opening and closing? And that's Mm. almost like Tower Bridge has its own Twitter account. Mm. Um, And it's kind of, well, is there a stage when, you know, your fridge is going to have its own Twitter account and, you know, generating you know are you gonna be as a retailer as a supermarket if i've got a fridge that can pick up rfid as things go in the fridge and then go out of the fridge and know when those those, your bin's got an rfid so it knows when that food goes in the bin that then can automatically order whenever i run out of yogurts you know you can order amazon prime and that'll then deliver. this is all to do
0: with it's it's kind of how the technology is linked together isn't it because this whole sort of intelligent fridge mm. thing that's been around for a while, but yeah. the idea of linking it to his own Twitter again. Yeah. My fridge has its own Twitter and his fridge. Yes, yes. So, and fridge. fridge, yeah. As yes, I've just had some cream cheese put in me. Yeah. Um, which
1: sounds it's, very, very uh, involved, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah some, yeah, so That's definitely not a euphemism. There. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So that was a really interesting session that I think kind of set the course for the day and kind of helped us kind of appreciate that how is search going to work with it? You know, SEO as a skill set going to work within that kind of environment. And I think it's interesting because there's machined content, there's understanding algorithms that are going to be part of this as well that I think is you know, very much part of it. There was also a session uh, by Glenn Jones from uh, magix talking about microformats and schema.org. Now, schema.org um, and microformats are essentially a way of marking up your content in a specific predefined way that helps the search engines understand the context of the content that's there it's a semantic yes semantic semantic yeah Yeah. so he used the example of kind of a recipe so you can mark up a recipe in a very particular way that helps the search engines understand what that is so it talks about the number of servings it talks about the duration that takes to cook it talks about the different ingredients it talks about the calories and all those types of stuff and it just gives you a way of you know coding your content that makes it easier for the search engines to understand so that then shows with it so like when you search on for a recipe there is the potential in google now that you could specify i want to search for recipes for yorkshire puddings that don't contain that that contain zero salt this is fascinating stuff because
0: it make it basically makes the entire web a kind of Unstructured database, isn't yeah. it? Where, where yeah. you've got these like islands of proper, proper, he says, mm. proper data floating around in text. Yeah, yeah.
1: And, I mean, and I mean, I think that's really exciting because search people are at the forefront of kind of getting this introduced because they want to make their content more easy for Google to understand, so they're more likely to serve their content than someone else's content. So that was definitely a theme there, and kind of another takeaway, which is kind of connected to that, is about the whole idea of the rel author tag, which is. Um, You might have seen this in search results, and we probably ought to do an episode on this in its own right, actually, um, whereby when you search for content, the image of the person who wrote that content appears next Mm -hmm. to it. Um, And there's a growing consensus amongst the search community that at the moment there's kind of link-based metrics that determine where a page ranks. And there's also kind of social-based metrics that, that, you know, has to some extent an influence on where something ranks. But there's kind of a missing link there, which is who wrote it. So you can kind of know who wrote it, um, who shared it, and who linked to it. And if you've got those three things, you can actually make the algorithm a lot better. Because, for example, if I want to search for a review of a, I don't know, digital camera, and there are, two pages that are equally well linked to equally socially shared that never happens but imagine that's the case and one's written by a fashion journalist and one's written by a consumer tech journalist the one that's written by the consumer tech journalist perhaps is a better result mm. but Google never really had a way of understanding that but they do now I'm um, using the rel author tag um, and rel sorry rel me and rel author tags so that was another thing that came up in a couple of the talks as well um, about how you can implement that. And I think, definitely think that's a subject that we ought to revisit in its own right. It's going to be a difficult one to talk about rather than show, if you see what I mean. Well, but technically I, think
0: technically, I find it fascinating, sounding rather like Spock from Star Trek. Yeah.
1: But yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just this kind of idea is that we're, we're entering a phase of the web where people are making it easier for computers and algorithms to understand the context that's within a page the, the meaning of the meaning of either. that page yeah, and the meaning yeah. of kind of the relationships between pages um, which is really exciting as well so what's there's this kind of i think a new golden age of technical seo on the rise here where it's a kind of helping web developers helping web owners navigate these different technologies these different approaches to marking up content that help you perform better in search engines. So that was clearly a big takeaway for me, that there's this kind of new era, new developing areas of technical SEO that I find really exciting and that I think is kind of a huge opportunity for early adopters because there are some websites that are doing this very well. There's a huge number of websites who this isn't even on their radar yet. And if you can get ahead of the curve, if you can get this stuff implemented now, you're going to have a pretty good chance to, to, to make hay while the sun shines. You mentioned, uh, was it schema.org? Schema.org, Is yeah. that
0: where a load of these microformat definitions yeah. are stored? Yes.
1: So essentially, um, schema.org is a um, kind of collaboration between the major search engines for microformats you know, ways of marking up content that they approve of. Mm. Now they also work with many of the other ones. So there's kind of there's microformats.org, there's RDFA stuff as well, which is a similar kind of technology. And I'll admit it does get a little bit confusing in terms of the different approaches to mm. marking up structured data.
0: But do you think, think there'll be a shakedown eventually I some I think
1: that's kind of the idea of what schema.org was that the search engines got a bit sick of these open source communities debating amongst themselves the best mm. way of doing it and said, well if we choose how we want to do it, then everyone will fall into line with that, which is perhaps against the spirit of how these things ought to, how web standards ought to come up. You yeah. know, it is an ideal, but, you know, if someone forces the hand and the SEOs can make it really happen, you know, so Glenn, he was talking there kind of comes from a kind of a web development background, a web standards background, and he was really impressed by how passionate the search community, how well his talk was responded to. Um, and he kind of thought, well, I never thought to be, you know, I, I hadn't realised that it will be the search community that make web standards happen, perhaps more than the web standards community, which I think is kind of hugely gratifying. But it was a really, all in all, really good day. Um, we're looking forward to programming it again. And, I mean, I think they were the key takeaways really, is that understand what the search engine's motives are, because there's going to be a huge amount of change there and try and anticipate them. Um, also understand particularly microformats for rich snippets perspectives but also start to think about how authorship might affect the, the way that your website works gone are the days where you can set up an anonymous pen name and try and get that um, you know content to to rank in its own right which i think is good news for journalists and professional writers as well
0: okay so let's leave it there
1: for today's
0: show and uh, we'll see you very soon on the next episode of internet marketing well that's it for today thank you so much for listening You can find us on the internet at www.internetmarketingpodcast.org where you'll find show notes, links and instructions on how to subscribe. We would absolutely love to get feedback, comments and questions from you. If you want to send an email, send it to kelvin.newman at sitevisibility.com. Also, feel free to comment on the website. And if you'd like to use our voice line number, if you're outside of the UK, it's plus 441273. Two five six one five zero. 150. If you're inside the UK, it's 01273 256 150. And you can leave a voice, comment or question and we'll play it on the show. Also, we would absolutely be delighted if you would give us a, a rating on iTunes itself. Well, that's it for now. Andy White signing off until next week on Internet Marketing.